Hello, internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, episode 135. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are back here for my pick. Picks of twilight zone month uh which i will say right now season five episode seven the old man in the cave and season five episode 26 i am the night color me black um this is the last round obviously we rank we're actually going to have our own episode for ranking these episodes of twilight zone let's be next week um so keep an eye on that but before we get into that what have you guys been playing watching or doing start with andy uh not much this week i I played a ton more cyberpunk i'm in act three i have no idea how many acts there are so i don't know that's that's kind of it i don't have a lot else to say i watched more community there you go i did it pop pop (laughs) pop pop (laughs) (laughs) all right zach what about you um been i picked up tomb raider again i'm still playing through it um had a, a kind of a cool, scary moment happen last night when I was playing it. I like solved this puzzle, and then I went up to this door. It was this, this whole puzzle I had to do to fucking open this door. And it was like kind of a set piece where there's like these centaur statues on each side. Mm-hmm. One of them just explodes, and then like out comes this fleshy centaur monster with bones sticking out, making these scary 32 bit console noises. It, it was like something out of Doom. And it was shooting fireballs at me. I just did not expect that to happen to me. <laughs> I killed it first try, but that was kind of crazy. That is Mostly, pretty outrageous for a Tomb Raider game. I, the game's so quiet almost the whole time. And all you do is like shoot like fucking monkeys and tigers and rats and bats. And there's occasionally a guy you have to shoot once in a while. Or a velociraptor. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. There, I did shoot dinosaurs. Yeah. So... That was crazy, but um, still enjoying it. Um, what else have I played? I uh, I kind of had been playing Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes in a way. <laughs> the game is so um, expensive to get now. It annoys me. You, you got rid of yours, didn't you? Yeah. Ooh, regret. Mm-hmm. I don't even like it all that much. Like I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but just compared to the original... There's things about it I don't like more. Yeah, I keep I keep picking it up and thinking I'm gonna like play the heck out of this game. I love Metal Gear and I love Metal Gear Two or Metal Gear Solid Two, so I should love Twin Snakes. And then I usually get just about to the the part where you're using the Nikita missile and the gas <laughs> and maybe the boss fight after it. And then I'm like, man, I just want to play the old one. <laughs> like it's it's a really well put together game. It's just something doesn't quite click. Something's not right. I could tell you all about it, but we can make a whole episode about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll rescind that for now. Maybe we'll oh, have no. a, maybe we'll have a Metal Gear Solid uh, episode of Big Trouble Little Podcast Plus or something. There when, it is. We can do Metal Gears. Yeah. Um, and I have finished watching all of uh gundam seed it was an endeavor um not like it was hard but like um there's a lot to get it like i guess at the end of the day i like it um not as much as others and it's got problems but i could not even begin to get in all that shit it would just take forever is there a movie too there's uh no no, it's, they do that. Th- they do that thing where they want to compile everything into films to shorten it. And they uh, kind of probably, yeah, they always do that with Gundam. I hate that. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. And then there's Gundam Seed Destiny, which is like basically a second season. Um, and it's like it. I think it takes place a couple years after the first show. Oh, okay. So I'm just. I'm gonna get ready to start watching that. I just don't want to burn myself out on watching this stuff. So yeah, space it out. Yeah. That's it. I keep on telling myself every day that I'm going to because I know you don't watch Crunchyroll, but I I I like stream stuff. I'm like, should I get Crunchyroll or should I just because my friend's like, why don't you get the other thing where you get like uh, Rooster Teeth and fucking uh, Crunchyroll? BRV, right? Is yeah. That still a thing? yeah. Ten dollars a month. I, I used to have it like it's an amazing deal. I used it a lot. and I watched a lot of anime on it. And I watched a lot of like old cartoons on it, but. 
I don't know. I had to nix some stuff and it went first. So I don't know. I mean, Crunchyroll, I mean, I don't buy shit from their store. So it's like only $7.99 a, a month. So that's not bad. Uh, but VRV, there's some stuff I like. But I don't know. I'll figure it out. And plus, since you guys were saying like subs versus dubs, it doesn't really fucking matter. Because every time I talk to like anime people, they go, you gotta, you subs, you can't do that. I mean, you have to watch subs. I think I know what that's about. And partially, see, sometimes the sub is better than the dub. Like, there are instances of that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are like, well, I suffered through it. So I'm going to, I'm going to enforce that other people suffered through it. Yeah. Because I, I like it. I, that is a very, very real thing. Like, in, in the 90s in particular, in the early 2000s, there's a lot of anime dubs that are absolute trash. But in, any anymore, if it's a new show, it's fine. Yeah. All right, I guess I'm the last one here. Um, so I played more Resident Evil 6, and I, I, I've come to the realization that I fucking hate the enemies in that game so much. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying to shoot. Uh, and the, you know twirling the thumbsticks and shit to get the zombies off of you is really fucking a one nerve-wracking and two i hate it <laughs> just let me just let me do like the i don't know a couple button mash yeah yeah and um i'm up to the part where we went into the church and i did all that fucking wasting time thing of that uh boss battle which shoots out gas and turns people into zombies and shit yeah that weird yeah boss i know what you're talking about yeah and then i got to a part where i had to use my laser on my pistol to unlock like crypt doors in the fucking church so i'm like what the fuck is going on? i for- totally forgot about this area what's happening <laughs> this is the this is the, the section of the game that's supposed to kind of placate you if, you if you want old resident evil shit a little bit yeah and so it, there's, a, there's a church with weird mirror puzzles that you can use lasers on yeah Ooh, lasers i i got a sniper rifle and i had to open up a doorway and i had to take the sniper rifle and shoot bells on the <laughs> on the church to turn to open up a door i'm like god damn it <laughs> it's like now i know why this game is so long because it has this bullshit in it it's a puzzle, kinda, but it's a stupid puzzle. Like, you gotta uh, do the bells in a certain order or something. No, you just have to shoot them with your sniper oh. rifle. They're literally like rock dumb puzzles. Yeah, like preschoolers can do this shit basically. Huh. Yeah, so I'm up to that part. After that, I wanted to play some Hitman Two because Hitman Three is coming out, and I, I have to say, Hitman Two looks beautiful on my PS5. I don't know what it is. But it's fucking smooth as shit. The frame rates are cool. Um, the resolution's better for some strange reason. Uh, and it's fun how you can do literally anything in that game. Like, I got a katana sword, and I threw it at the guy's face and cut his head <laughs> off. And then, like, <laughs> and got out of there. So that that was fun. Uh, Hitman 3 is coming out. I know absolutely nothing about that game. Uh, I didn't look at the reviews, and I kind of want it. So, Hitman, I've been meaning to get into for years. Like, it seems right up my alley, because whenever I play other games, I'm always like Mr. Stealth Guy sneaking around, doing clever things to take out enemies instead of just fighting them. Mm-hmm. So it feels like I should just get Hitman, and just that's what the game is. But I just, I don't know, I've never picked it up. I've even priced it a few times. I just never, never quite got around to getting it. You don't need to get... I mean, there is a storyline from Hitman 1 to 3, but mm-hmm. I didn't play... I played half of 1, and then I went to 2, and it's pretty much, oh, we we found this Hitman. He's really good at killing people. Let's put him <laughs> in this missions. Uh, and what's great about Hitman is, like, you could either go to that stealth or balls to the wall. So, like, literally, I in one mission, I was so annoyed that I couldn't get around these two enemies, so I just decided to start shooting them. Uh, and I used stealth in my advantage. Like, there was weeds in the beach where I, like, shoot a, guy, a couple guys in the head, and they go, oh, my God, a guy got shot. Let me uh, call for backup. 
And then everybody would spread out and I would just pop up and shoot them and then go back into the weeds and then go to another one. So, like, there's many uh, ways you could do that. And plus, there's sniper missions as well, where they give you a location, they give you the targets, and you're just sitting on a cliff, like, uh, doing distractions. Like, you could shoot somebody. I watched part of one of those on Twitch, and that seemed extremely interesting. Because it seems like it would be boring, but the stuff that you can do and mm -hmm. wait for is really cool. Like, for example, I shot a wine glass, and the guy was like, oh, I better get another wine glass, I guess. Like, they're stupid. But, like, you could take the bodyguard off your target, and while he gets another wine glass, and then shoot your target. And then there's, like, so many possibilities. So I, I recommend if it's on sale, Andy, Hitman 2, I would get the second one. Because I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, and then what else did I do? Uh, I watch a Netflix movie called Outside the Wire. Um I forgot the guy's name. I think it's Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays uh, Falcon in Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, so there's AI robots now, like <laughs> controlling a de de demilitarized zone in Russia, apparently. Uh, and this uh, drone pilot like disobeys an order. He like kills... This is really in the beginning. It's not a spoil. He kills t uh, two U.S. soldiers to save, like, 38. Uh, but because he disobeyed an order, because the captain's like, no, don't shoot. I have two of my men there. And he, and he shot anyways. Like, he, the probability of, you know, killing those two saved 38. Kind of like the Spocks thing, you know. Well, what's the quote that he used? In, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Or the one. Yeah. So it goes off of that, uh, and then he gets reassigned to Anthony Mackie, who's like a, a, a robot, pretty much, an AI uh, prototype that is like a captain. And it's, it's interesting what happens in that film, so I recommend it. And that's all I've done. So I guess we'll get into some Twilight Zone. Which do you want to do first? Do you want to do The Old Man in a Cave, or do you want to do I Am the Night, Color Me Black first? Uh, let's do I Am the Night, Color Me Black first, because it was first on the list. Okay. Yeah, I watched it first, because it was first on the list, and then later I realized I was watching them out of released order, but eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So, I Am the Night, Color Me Black. Uh, pretty self-explanatory plot. Guy is about to get hanged, right? They wake up. The whole town is dark at 7 a.m. in the morning. People know what the fuck is going on. Um, it goes right into, like, the uh, sheriff station. Sheriff, his body tone is very, like, not sure if we should hang this guy. A reporter comes in. He, you know, he talks to the sheriff, talks to the deputy. The deputy is the one that's like, yeah, ju justice is about to be served deluxe style. Like, he wants to hang him. And, uh... Pretty much a reporter calls him stupid because I guess every deputy is stupid in every TV show and movie during that time. Um, and, you know, the reporter kind of questions it. He's like, you know, the investigation is weird. Like, we're, we're, we're quick to call this guy guilty, but we held some evidence just for the, you know, the town's sake and everything. Uh, and he goes to talk to uh, the... Uh, the perpetrator, the criminal, as uh, he's in it, and he's just laying down, and he's like, "Do you do you want to talk to a priest? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to clear your name before you die?" And he's literally like, "I don't really care. I'm just laying here. Like I should hang myself in my cage to save him the trouble, but he doesn't have the guts to do that." Long story short, they hang the dude at the end, and. I, I think what really um, opened up the episode was when the Reverend was talking to him. Because you, you kind of get behind the scenes of what's really going on with the criminal. Because he, get I guess he killed a fucking Ku Klux Klan member. Uh, and I'm guessing the town is, just, is supposed to be racist, right? Is that what they were going for in that, in that episode? That's what I got out of it. The, he was saying, like, the guy is like a cross burner and... And everyone else 
liked that he actually did that stuff. And it's like, wow, everyone that lives in this town is a scumbag. But I guess yeah. not all of them, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Reverend, which, which, by the way, this kind of confused me a little bit. So I, I want, I want to ask you guys the question. So the Reverend's like trying to be like, you kind of saved our people. I, I'm grateful for it. Um, you know, I want to know if you're guilty. Do you want to, you know, say something to God? And he pretty much straight up says, I enjoyed, you know, killing a dude. Kind of giving him the satisfaction. Kind of giving him like a bullshit answer. Did you feel that he enjoyed doing that? Or did he just say that because he knew it's the end and he just wanted to like the whole town to go fuck himself pretty much? I was like kind of confused about it. Well, I mean, I think I was confused in a way that I meant to be confused because he says he's guilty because he knows he killed the guy. But I, I think it comes back around to he killed him because he hated him. And, you know, he killed an evil man, but he still did it out of hate. And I think that's kind of the message of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I, I guess, you know, with the good writing with Rod Sterling is like, yeah, he killed a bad guy, but he went about it wrong to the point where two wrongs don't make a right. And I, I get I, I, I like the part because he tells the reverend that he felt good doing it. And then the reverend turns around to the, you know, the people and says he's guilty. He's a, he's a bad man and everything. And the, the guy says he had to go with the majority. And it says, it's always about the majority. The minority died 2000 years ago, pointing to Jesus Christ on the cross. Um, I, I, I really like that part. Uh, because I, it showed the guy <laughs> start having a little compa- com- like compassion. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's a word I would use, but something fe- like you started like, oh, I thought you were on my side, kind of thing. Like he turned quickly to the majority. I think that's what really uh, what he hated about that. Mm. Uh, uh, I really hated the deputy, by the way. I fucking hated yeah. hated his smugness. Uh, I I <laughs> I like when uh, before they go get you know uh, the guy to go ha- hang him. Uh, he like gets in the sheriff's face and he's like, "I'll have to take this from you." And the the sheriff is like, "Hey man, you better get your hands off of me, or I'm gonna fucking you know put you all over this uh, floor and everything." I can't remember what he says. It's a really good line. Like he like grabs his shirt and he he says something like you better unravel that or i'm gonna spread you all over this area or something like that mm-hmm. it's a really good line all, like, i think really he said all over the ground <laughs> yeah it was great i was like damn <laughs> okay so my question to you guys like what did you want to bring up um what did you like or hate or wanted to bring attention uh careful to? not to hate too much yeah uh, i'll start with andy what about you uh, this episode was really good. I'd never seen it before. Um, I like all the episodes that have a message that can be more. I, they all have a message that can be applied to like society or or you know patriotism or nationalism or something. But this one is like, you know, hate. How you know re- how relevant, how relatable. Everyone encounters hate in their everyday life, and of course, it deals with it specifically in like you know, a racist sense, but also just like hate of a guy for another guy who is himself racist. And the, the preacher's like, Oh, you stood up for, for, for us. And, you know, I won't, I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's clear that it was motivated by that. But at the end, they talk about like, it's starting to turn up. uh, This darkness is turning up all over the world and it's other places that aren't necessarily motivated by racism. Like I was like really confused about, some of them, and I've been thinking about it, like the Berlin Wall, that's an easy one. Um, one of them was like something in Budapest, I don't know, uh, a section of Chicago, I didn't, I couldn't figure out what that was about. And Shanghai, I couldn't figure out what that was, was about. But one of them is a street in Dallas, it took me a while to figure that out, but this episode came out in 1964, and Kennedy was shot in 1963 
in Dallas at Dealey Plaza. So I think that's what that's a reference to. And then Birmingham, Alexander, uh, uh, Alabama, that's an easy one. There's like a huge race riot in Birmingham, Alexander. Uh, why do I keep wanting to say that? Alabama in 60-something? I want to say three or four? I feel like that's right. Yeah, so that that was the easy one. Oh, and they also say over all of North Vietnam, which kind of seemed like a, you know, it's the side of the times. And it's weird because the Vietnam War, our involvement hadn't ramped completely up at that point yet. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the point is, it's just hate in general. It's not necessarily racism. But I mean, what more pure hate is there than hating someone based on them being another race? It's ridiculous, you know. Zach, what about you? What would you want to bring up in this episode? Um, let me think. I don't know. I think Andy pretty much did it all for me. <laughs> he brought up everything I would have brought up. Trying to find, I had a website where it had the, the good monologue at the end. I guess Andy just pretty much said it where the hate was kind of growing everywhere. Oh, no, that was a a sickness known as hate, not a virus, not a microbe, not a germ, but a sick sickness. Nonetheless, highly contagious, deadly in its effects. Don't look for it in the twilight zone. Look for it in a mirror. Look for it before the light goes out altogether. Yep. That's another Rod Sterling monologue that I really liked out of the episodes that we saw. Um, Wikipedia always has the closing. Nice. (laughs) Uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, there's another line that I like. Uh, it's in the beginning uh, because the wife wakes up and he's like, what are you doing up? It's the middle of the night. And then she, he, uh, she goes, how does he like his eggs? And the chef goes, edible. He likes his eggs edible. <laughs> They're the last he'll ever eat. Yeah. And I, I really liked that even the sheriff was kind of coming together of the idea like i man i really screwed the pooch i only did this to, to make you know the people happy and want to be reelected. and the reporter did what he had to do so he could still keep on writing newspapers and while well, the deputy you know just the deputy he's an asshole yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh i i i really that's what i like about ron rod sterling is he he shows the problems in America and it doesn't fall down of whether it's right or left. It's just humanity. And he does that pretty well when it comes to nuclear Holocaust or world war three or racism and many of other things. So uh, that that's one episode that I, you know, like even with Zach's pick about the, the Holocaust Nazi guy, uh, which was good, but uh, I highly recommend this one. What about you guys? Yeah, sure. All right. What about you, Zach? I did, did I liked you... it. Yeah, I, I I never saw this one before either. So. Oh shit! Nice. I picked cool. picked the good one. All right, the old man in the cave. So I've seen this so many times. I wanted to like. <laughs> I, I picked this because I really like the. The bad guy in this uh, uh, this episode, you know, the major French James Coburn, right? What? It's James Coburn? Yeah. Plays the bad guy in this one. Yeah. yeah. Like I did, I forgot I'd seen this episode a long time ago, but I don't think I knew it was him then. And then I was watching it now, and he was still wearing those stupid glasses. I was like, that guy looks like James Coburn. He takes them off. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's another like easy plot. This is pretty much after World War Three, I guess. Uh, where the bomb, the bomb dropped, we know that. Yeah. yeah, and it's a small town, a small group of people. They're like, "Where's you know Goldsmith and everything?" And he's like, "He's in. He's with the old man in the cave. He'll come back with new orders and shit." Because they find like these canned goods, but they don't know if they could eat it. And <laughs> Mister Goldsmith comes back. He's like, "Yeah, dude, the old man in the cave said, no, nah, you can't eat this. It's contaminated.'" And everybody's like, "Sad." Uh. And then that's when you have the three soldiers. Now, my my question to you guys: Did you gather that these were just people that found a jeep and found a uniform, or just came along, or do you think they were part of the military? Or does it really matter? I think if they ran for 
in, in for themselves, they probably would have kept more of that shit. But every time they found it, they just gave it to everyone. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were motivated by I, I, I really think there's a there's a slight misstep in this episode, and that is I really wanted to be kept guessing about whether I should actually trust the military guys. Like may, maybe it is a scam or something, but at the beginning there's evidence that oh the old man obviously knows what he's talking about. But as soon as they turn up, he like punches him and he's like, Oh, if you don't you know, the, the, this is off the record. If you don't fall in line, you know, you're going to you're going to get it or something like that. So immediately you're like, oh, well, he's the bad guy. What a jerk. I wish there was there was like, wait a minute. Is Goldsmith like conning them? Is that going to be the twist? I, I think the episode would be better like that. Yeah, um, I I went with and they don't really tell it in the episode. Um, they kind of just keep it vague because it doesn't really matter, really. Um, but I really think that they were just people who found a military site, picked up the weapons, picked up the, uh, military Jeep and the military uniforms and came in and tried, you know, get power, um, and to lead because Goldsmith says it something at one point where people like you came along and they weren't the authority. They were just here to take shit. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that and James Coburn's character also says, I've killed a hundred of you before. That's why I was able to survive. Yeah. So to me, that implies these guys are just fucking raiders that just took military equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, so long story short, he comes along, he, show, he, he swings his big dick at Mr. Goldsmith, says, hey, I'm in charge here. You better listen to me or the military is going to fucking punish you. I'll have you hanged right above that balcony if you don't listen to me. And everybody's scared because, you know, they have the guns and, the, and their military, even though they're outnumbering them. Um, but uh, obviously weapons are going to probably take out, if they're loaded. They never shot the gun, I don't think. They had they had grenades, though, that worked. Uh, so... Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and... So Goldsmith talks about, you know, this old man in a cave and they're like old man in a cave. And like, <laughs> I I know people in the north that were, you know, were uh, praying to the moon god or something like that. So you guys believe in an invisible man in the, in the cave. So they decide to go there, try to do the grenade and just does nothing because there's like a fucking metal door on the cave. <laughs> uh which, by the way, did you guys think that was odd right away that there was like a metal door? Yeah. Because I was, I was like, what is he protecting? Oh, and what Andy said before, like there was evidence that the old man in the cave was telling the truth. Because remember when they're like, yeah, the old man said that we shouldn't farm here, and this is what came out of it, and it was like pretty much shit. Hmm. And. Uh, they what they were surviving for 10 years apparently yeah yeah they said it was 10 years it was the far off future of 1974 <laughs> uh i really like the set by the way where the horse is like dragging <laughs> the car yeah yeah that was cool mm, and then it's like the old west kind of feeling to it a little bit um obviously then they they come back and uh Major French uh, is like, hey, you know what? We're just going to give out these cans because fuck the old man in the cave. And Mr. Goldsmith is like going crazy, like you're killing everybody. Uh, did you like the scene where he's sitting uh, with John in the car, Mr. French or Major French? And he's like, I, I've gone to college. I read literature. <laughs> and then Mr. Goldsmith comes out of nowhere. He's like, oh, yeah, what did you study? And then, like, he starts to berate him, kind of, and he's like, do you want a drink? Are you hungry? And, like, Mr. Goldsmith just smacks the fucking bottle out of his hand. I don't know. I, I like that scene because... And then that's what riles everybody up. He's like, talk about this old man in the cave. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to make you open up that door. And, you know, the, the crowd goes up there. Uh, he says, you better start opening up the door or I'm, I'm going to kill you. Which kind of, like... 
pisses me off a little bit because remember the part where Mr. Goldsmith's like, you're going to have to kill me in order to get, you know, this information. And then they threaten him with killing him by the cave. And he's like, all right, I'm going to open up. I'm going to open up the door. Was he just, you know, he wanted to survive. So he's like, fuck it. I guess I'll give you the, the, the cave. I don't know. Yeah. I, know, I have a I have a theory, but I, I can't bring it up until after we're done talking about it. Okay, so this is where the twist comes in, where we finally get to see the old man in the cave. They open up the cave. It's a fucking computer. And I guessed that from the beginning. I'm like, there's a computer in the fucking cave. I don't know why. It just maybe I think it's because the way this whole thing is. Um, it reminded me a lot of like the Fallout games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how it's like there's an oracle. I, they've had to have gotten that from like this episode or something. There's an Oracle in a cave and you go through like this cave and there's a fucking computer in there. So I guess my question to you guys, because automatically major French tells him to destroy it and tells him to become free. And I understand why he did that. It's like, you're free now. You're not a, a you're free from the, the machine. Uh, why did they do it? I mean, if that machine has been keeping them alive for 10 years, why would you kill something that kept you alive and go with this guy that you barely knew? Well, French assumed it was part of a scam, and he was, like, trying to prevent them from eating this canned food and this liquor that was perfectly good because mm-hmm. he thought it was good. And uh, so it must be faulty if it's keeping them from eating this perfectly good food, right? Yeah, plus uh, they saw him eat and the other guys eat and drink and nothing happened to them like immediately. So they're just like, that poison stuff was bullshit. So they started eating everything. No, that's not how radiation sickness works. Like you don't drop dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, then cut to the next scene and pretty much Mr. Goldsmith's walking through a town of everybody dead. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, <laughs> when I first saw this episode, like first time, I thought either a Mr. Goldsmith just decided to kill everybody, or like the the military guys came in and killed everybody. Uh, but this is when I first saw it for the first time, and that was a really long time ago. Um. So yeah, like, what's your theory, Zach? Because you said you had a theory. <clears throat> Some of the stuff he says at the end of the episode, where he's just like, "I don't understand it," you know they. We had this way to survive, and they just threw it all away. I guess I'll never understand or whatever. And he just kind of walks off. He's the lone survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing to really basis on. This is just kind of like a general feeling I get. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I wondered if it wasn't really Mister Goldsmith, who was somehow really the guy that was kind of enabling their survival. It's like clearly he knew this thing was a computer. Mm-hmm. And he knew how to use this computer. So he goes back and he just tells everybody, oh, it's an old man in a cave. Why wouldn't he just tell them it's a computer? Yeah, that was bothering me too. I was going to bring that up. Like, what's the purpose of him not saying, hey, I got a weather computer. It, like, tells me when it's going to rain. There's going to be radioactivity in the rain, so we want to turn our rain barrels upside down. Like, just just tell them that. It's fine. They would probably be like, oh, computer, all right. Um, it. Mr. Goldsmith is a manifestation of the Twilight Zone. He's like a, a help from beyond or whatever to try to help these poor people. I think the reason why he chose the old man, then again, like even saying an old man that's in the cave, why is he in the why is he living in the cave and not with us? What's so special about him? Like that would be my question. Just like how Major French said, like, well, why is he there? Let's go talk to him. Uh, and, you know, obviously they were he was keeping away because of the computer. I think the reason why Mr. Goldsmith probably said it's an old man is because. I guess technology people don't didn't understand computers back then as as we do today. Like, no doubt. so, like, imagine, like, if a nuclear holocaust happened. And I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, we still have one working computer that's in this cave. And that's how we, you know, <laughs> we somehow backed up all information about radiation 
on on a hard drive to learn how to farm and that's how we know it's a dedicated power source somehow yeah like that would be totally understandable i feel like today if people or, or back then you were just like yeah i have a computer and i know the calculations of what we can eat and what we can't eat i have i, I have a feeling it would be anarchy or be like well fuck computers man i just want to fucking eat i need to need to survive i need to live and that would break the the law and order that he had going um i think that's what they went for um i don't know i i it, it he 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 built that lie that kept people together i don't know and they just it, it, if i was living for 10 years because of a lie that a computer has been keeping me up I think I would still rationalize, you know, not to kill it. Destroy yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter if you went in there and it was like someone's dirty underwear. I'd be like, I don't know. I've, you know, the last 10 years, there's been a lot of good evidence that it knows what it's doing. So, mm. by the way, when they threw the rocks, did you see the part where like the rock almost hit the dude in front? Like it literally whizzed right past his hair. His hair moved. When somebody chucked a rock rock in the back. It was a fake rock. It was a foam rock. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked the rivalry between Mr. Goldsmith and Major French. Did did you think they should have added some things to that episode? Or do you think it was good enough as it is? I I guess it's good enough as it is. I mean, the only thing you can really complain about is just stuff like, why didn't you just say it was a computer? Yeah. Maybe hmm. there was some kind of like hidden meaning behind him not saying, oh, this is just a computer. Like, this just yeah. came to me. It's based on a short story, and I wonder if the short story doesn't elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. I guess I got to find out what that short story is. Um, yeah, I caught, I caught that in the beginning uh, credits that it was based on some kind of story. It just flashed by too quick for me to read. The Old Man by Henry Slezar. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. You could uh, argue it was, a, it was a battle of uh, traditions and, and uh, um, I don't know, wanting something different, wanting one more and railing against traditions. Because Mr. Goldsmith is tradition. And the major French guy is like, no, we need to stop doing this old shit. Do new shit. And it ruins everything. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it ruins everything. It make, makes everything unstable. The only thing I would have changed is I would have liked there to be a question as to whether or not major French was right. And there's still kind of a question, but there's no question that he's, you know, a bad guy. Like there should have been like, wait, is he from the government? Is he do just trying to look out for their best interest? Is Mr. Goldsmith? like conning them like th there should have been like some piece of like circumstantial evidence that makes it look like he's actually been stealing food but it just turns out to be fake i and there's only so much you can do with 23 minutes or however long the episode is i know but still that would have been that would have been good i mean if you think about it there was positivity besides them dying at the end they got to live they finally got to eat <laughs> Uh, they had a hearty meal. They all got drunk and stuff. They just like how they said that you know I've survived for ten years, but I haven't lived. Lived, yeah. I knew Jason was gonna say that. Yeah, and it's just like, would you want to survive in a world like that? Because I wouldn't. I mean, it, one, you're never gonna you're never gonna live to the part where it's gonna go back to normal, how it used to be. Nope. So like me enjoying food and like booze before i die i wouldn't mind going out like that haven't you played fallout don't you fucking understand what you're supposed to do in that situation <sighs> you're supposed to like become a raider or some kind of fucking explorer and you shoot people with like a gun that shoots bolts at people or something and then you you steal their bottle caps and you barter the bottle caps for iguana two-headed iguanas so you can eat it <laughs> that's how the world works I guess. I mean, I guess that's why, like, Major French lived until pretty much he ate the wrong meal and died. He pretty much admitted he was, like, part of a raider gang, you know? Yeah. That's the way I saw it. <laughs> I recommend it, but I think Color Me Black won the out of my group, uh, group of episodes. I agree. Yeah, so. Zach, what about you? <clears throat> um, 
I don't know. I'm not sure which one I like better out of these two. I kind of like them both about equally. Nice. All right. Well, um, that's it with Twilight Zone. Like I said, next week we'll have a full debate on which episodes were good uh, and where they'll be ranked in our list. Um, and then we'll get back to that. Uh, but there is some news to talk about. Zach, Resident Evil um, event that's happening on the 21st. That's right. Capcom put out a little teasery deal showing little snippets of Resident Evil 8 saying, hey guys, on the 21st, we're going to have an event. If you want to find out about Resident Evil 8 Village and other stuff, tune in. Yep. And I'm ready. <laughs> I, I think what we're going to learn, I think we're going to learn about the TV show that's coming out, the live action one. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to learn about, obviously, the village. I think we're going to get a release date, and we're also going to get uh, a trailer with that. Uh, I think they're going to announce Resident Evil 4 Remake. I don't think they're going to have, like, things to show. I think they'll have a teaser uh, with, with hopefully our boy Nick Apostolidis as the voice actor of Leon for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also talks about Revelations 3. Apparently it's going to get I, announced. I've heard some really vague rumors about that. Um, I'm not sure. I, I've heard tale of like some other kind of Resident Evil multiplayer game, actually. Yeah, I, I, I really think it's going to be the 2021 and 2022 are going to be the years of Resident Evil. I think Resident Evil is going to become big again i mean resident Evil 7 when it came out it was big and then resident Evil 2 remake and then three it kind of died down a little bit because not a lot of people liked it that much it, they lost momentum i think it sold well it's just that clearly not everybody was like satisfied with it yeah but i i think it's gonna pick up again i think people are gonna like as you said the the mrs x the the tall vampire lady with the big hat is gonna be the the new meme uh to show around hopefully we get like new mods and shit like thomas to train chasing after you uh <laughs> um i don't i really don't know what to expect i'm hoping we get a multiple resident evil games to get me hyped for and i'm hoping our boy nick apostolidis will uh be a voice actor for the fourth remake that we've been hearing rumors about yeah same here so and then you had a, what, 25th anniversary? Of USB. Universal Serial Bus. Yeah. It's, uh, I just thought it was cool when I read it. I'm like, yeah, it has been that long, hasn't it? I just I just didn't realize it. Um, that was great because it made all the computer connections to any peripherals or whatever your computer universal. Mm. Because before there was all like these crazy like 31 pin connectors and Paro ports, serial ports, IO ports. ports. Yeah. It, was, it was insane. Like, if you never did that much computer shit before, it was like, goddamn. <laughs> and they were all, like, expensive cables, too. They were, like, super expensive. And they all had these big honking space hogging connectors. USB is just a tiny little, tiny little rectangle. It's even better than USB-C. Yeah, at first it was like a square, and then it turned into like the flat duck bill thing we kind of get now. But yeah, thank God for USB. It made everything easier. There was a RetroCon that is on pre-order that's coming out in February that I kind of want your guys' opinion on. A retro what? What'd you say? RetroCon? I don't know. It's a one of those like... It's a convention? Not a convention. Uh, it's a little console that has like multiple uh, consoles in one. Retrotron, maybe? I don't know. It's, fuck. What was Retron? it? Retron? Yeah, yeah. Retron makes a lot of those. There's a new one coming out. It's on Amazon that was on. Let me. Let With me... the Retron 6? Yeah. What they're up to? Paper can. Uh, it's Retron 5, by the way. Oh, the Retron 5's been around. Oh, it was? Yeah, it's, it's an oldie. Because it shows item will be released on February 15th of 2021. There's new colors, it looks like. Hyper Beach. I don't know. It's a Hyperkin. Is, I can't decide if they're a company I like or not. Like, I got, a lot of their stuff has a not great 
um, reputation, but I have one of their wireless Nintendo 64 controllers, and I like it, so I don't know anymore. The reason I want to get it is for the Super NES and the G- the Game Boy stuff that I want to get. Yeah, get it. So I might, I might get it. I might pull the trigger on that one. Oh, it's it's good for what it is for sure. Like if you don't want to go through the trouble of having like a bunch of goddamn like composite cables and and an OSSC and a freaking Razor Tank and all this, all the trash. No, just get this. It'll plug it with HDMI. You're done. If you don't want to be an obsessive weirdo, yeah, just get that. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's not that I'm an obsessive here, uh, weirdo. It's also because it's also going to be good for streaming as well because I could hook it up to the Elgato based off of the, the HDMI stuff. So that's true. Elgato gets squirrely with some other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is still, I mean, there are consoles coming out this year, and a lot of them are pretty stupid. There's the new Atari. There's the new ColecoVision. There's the new um, or something else. I don't understand the point of that damn Atari. Like after I learned what it was, I don't it's, just, it's like a Raspberry Pi or some kind of like. Was, I was like, "What the fuck, you guys?" I saw a YouTube video where someone was like, "It'll run PS2, Xbox, and GameCube games," and it, it, the guy just like installs Windows 10 on it and then runs an emulator. And I was like, "Just get a fucking computer, get a Raspberry Pi. Why are you, what, what are you doing?" <laughs> got Atari on it, man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What about the Kalika or the... Kami Calarico one? The thing with the the cell phones for controllers? That's coming. (laughs) Is that the Kami Calarico one? Yeah, I guess he's involved, yeah. Yeah, he's involved in it somehow. Why? Like, I get it. It's for possibly nostalgic people, but, like, aren't they charging that, like, $300? They think it's not just for nostalgia. They want to compete. They want these consoles to be a big deal. Like mm. they want you to be like, do I want to get Google Stadia or an Xbox sex box or do I want to get an Atari whatever it's called? Like that's that's what they want. They want to be in that conversation. I have really bad news for these guys. <laughs> I think <laughs> if anything, work. if people want television Amico, I'm insane. It's yeah. not Coleco. I was thinking about the Coleco Chameleon, which was a dud that never came out. <laughs> I think I think if a system wanted to really compete, I think Amazon really uh wait, no, that's Google Stadia. I think Amazon and Google should team up. I think Google, uh, Amazon should create a console. A physical thing, but they're like mortal enemies, Google and Amazon. Yeah. But they could if they team up, I think they could do something. I think Amazon should come out with a physical console then have uh... I don't know if you want them to team up though, because that would like almost constitute like a monopoly in a way. I think Amazon should team up with Sega and they can make the Dreamcast too. <laughs> Something like that. That'd be better. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon and Sega. Fuck do it. I'll get behind yeah. that. They got all that IP? Come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. Um, other than that, I don't see any other news. Um, did you guys? Well, Bond got delayed again. I think. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> Let's just say that every episode. From now. <laughs> We're just going to. It's a meme now. <laughs> hey, Bond got delayed, guys. Fuck. Eventually, <laughs> we'll be like, well, we saw the movie. We finally saw it. It was shit. I had to wait three years for this. That's my. Even though like Bond movies are hit and miss, like that's my thing. I think this movie is gonna suck now because it has like the Duke Nukem Forever like. Even though they're completely different, it's a movie and a fucking game. But it, like, waiting all that time for the hype just to go away. I guess I need to go into the movie not hi- hyping it up. I guess. Don't be hyped. Yeah. Don't be taken in by these charlatans. <laughs> Simply do. Fuck! I had something to say. Um, it's lost. We're doing James Bond next, right? No. <laughs> uh, did you I mean, guys? It would be nice if we could if we could finish it up before the new one came out. So Zach's caught up. Well, we gotta do the we idea. Do bad movies. Yeah. That. By the way, that's gonna be our next thing. <laughs> bad movies. Uh, the here Wandavision. Did you see it yet? Negative. No, I'm waiting for all of them to come out because that's how I watch shit now. So I've heard mixed things. I heard people say it's boring, and then I hear the Twin Peaks people say. That it's like a combination of Marvel and Twin Peaks in WandaVision. People, 
my impression of this show is this is it's like people that are just expecting like typical marvel stuff are probably gonna say it's boring mm. but if you know people that kind of want something a little different with these characters or whatever they'll probably like it well i'm starved for that maybe i will give it a shot i was gonna skip it but yeah if they're doing something different then i could i could get in on that it's well, kind of interesting just the premise of it in general because it's doing this thing where it's like they're kind of aping like classic tv stuff for a little while but there's stuff going on in the background that makes you think like there's something weird going on here like some kind of alternate dimension reality bullshit's going on and it's, it's it's scary well that's that's why my friends are saying the the people that like twin peaks are going like this is kind of like marvel with twin peaks a little bit to it so i'm like hmm i might I yeah i haven't seen it but that's i would say that's probably a fair comparison given like my initial impression sure if you want to make some kind of reach like that mm-hmm. well this, yeah. this is people that watched it and are like big fans of twin peaks like they're not outright saying it is like david lynch meets marvel is oh could you imagine that <laughs> oh god uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i andy i can't wait until you finish season three i want to talk about it so so bad we should just do a thing where we just talk about twin peaks i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think I might watch WandaVision. WandaVision. Um, I might up my Disney Plus again. We'll see. Or I'll watch it other ways. Um, I think this is where we'll end it. Unless, Andy you or Zach, you have any other news? Nope. No? Nope. All right. We will end it here. Remember, next week we will do the rankings of these Twilight Zone episodes. Uh, if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Little Podcast, make sure you type in Big Trouble Little Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle, uh, Podbean. You type in the fucking name. It is there. Uh, and you can catch all our episodes. Uh, me and Zach also do two other shows uh, that are separate. If you t- Nemesis Project and Getting Some Color. Uh, if you type those in, you'll get all our episodes there. We just released a new Getting Some Color uh, with WWF Raw and uh, WCW Saturday Night, and that is a big bullet, <laughs> Zach. It's my bottle opener. There you go. But I think that's where we'll end it, guys. We will see you next week. Peace out. Thanks for listening. <laughs>